Welcome to West Virginia in Common Voice. Um, inside my show, I have a lot of series that go on. Uh, we do podcasts collide to help uh, other podcasters get their name across in certain areas. Um, I have the Unfiltered series where we just get rambunctious and we cuss and just do whatever we want. But we have a series that is near and dear to me because it's not that I'm a sensitive uh, person or anything, but I have a series called the Love Series. And the love series is one of these uh, series where you we embrace and we talk about things in a matter that doesn't have to bring sex into it. Sex is an amazing thing for whatever reason, because it's part of the chemistry that you have when you're in a relationship. But that is not what I like to do with the love series. The love series, I like to talk about the things that we don't talk about. Um, and one thing that happened to me, and I have a special guest with me, Michelle. Um, from my comeback podcast to help me with this. Um, one thing in love that happened to me uh, that, that I wasn't taught was when a relationship ends, you're broken up with, uh, or anything, any type of heartbreak that you had. I was not taught where to go after that. Like, I don't think even with a clinician or anybody like that, um, or any methods that they say, I was never taught where to go. So I brought Michelle with me. And I have a few questions for her because she's experienced love um, on all spectrums of, of the love cycle, as I call it. So, Michelle, please introduce yourself real quick. Hello, I'm Michelle from My Comeback Podcast. Thank you, JR, for having me on your show. Okay. So, Michelle, I want to ask you, in, um, on the love series, like, we kind of get more personable. We get personable with the Barbara Walter stuff. But when I talk about love, like, you've endured heartbreak, correct? Oh, yeah. And you've had disappointments inside love, right? Yes. So I want to ask you this, and I want you to go back to when you were a child. Um, when we were taught to love and we learned liking and different things like that, were you given the tools to fix once you have a heartbreak? No, I don't think anybody does. Most families don't don't share that, you know. They kind of give you the love or, or they or if you have parents that don't, but they don't tell you how to deal when you don't, you know? Okay. And then that same thing happened to me. And I grew up in a house that was a home and my home was a house at the same time. So I grew up with knowing that mom and dad loved me. That's I knew, and a lot of people don't grow up with that, but let's get into the deeper part. We get into school, you get that first person that you like, not so much a love, but you like that person. We thought it was love. Mm-hmm. So, Michelle, the first person that you like that broke your heart, we don't need to know their name or anything like that. How did you fix that after y'all broke up? Well, this is the weird thing about me is, and my mom, this is probably why she calls me boy crazy, is I like, a lot of girls don't, aren't into boys until they're, you know, in junior high, high school. I like boys like in elementary school. I had crushes on them way back then. And uh, I had this friend, I had moved from California and moved to Oregon. And, you know, we dressed weird, we had white hair, we were just, you know, didn't fit in. And we at the same time, same age, same grade, both from California, and we kind of became friends. You know, at first grade, you don't know boy girl thing necessarily, but I just kind of had a crush on him. And so we just shared a lot because we were both outcasts. 
and we were going out to a football field and talking and somebody made fun of him walking with a girl. So to prove his manhood, he punched me in the arm. Well, I kicked him in the balls. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like mad. He, you know, and that, you know, first grade, that breaks your heart. This guy that you have a crush on punches you in the arm to try to show guys that they didn't like you. You know, that's how I dealt it with that way back when. So if you're saying my first one, that was my first one. That probably wasn't a good way to handle it. <laughs> but the story goes is, is that this person has, has become my friend. I mean, there's a long story, this particular instance, but we've, we've been lifelong friends. So it's kind of been a on again, off again, heartbreak with him. So it's a, it's a pretty good story. Okay. So on that one, I definitely want to hear that on your show. <laughs> if you ever decide to break that one out of the vault. Um, so you, so you experienced it, but, but, but the key thing that I got from what you just told me was that at some point y'all made up to a certain level and you dissolved your heavier feelings for this person. You always kept a feeling, but you dissolved it a little bit. It, it got into some acid and some of it went away. Correct. Yeah. Well, kicking in the balls pretty helped, but then he moved away. That kind of helped, you know, and then, uh, came, he moved back. So, you know out of sight, out of mind helped a lot. And then, you know, we were the same person, but so many years had passed. We're not, we realized we weren't, you know, but we both remembered that was the funny thing is that me kick him in the balls, you know, we're junior high, almost high school and he still remembered it. So that was funny, but yeah, yeah, we became good friends and, uh, you know, still, you if you actually really love somebody, I think that even if they break your heart, you still always love them, you know? And so yeah. you just kind of distance yourself and love them from afar. I think that's how I deal with it okay. in that case. So, so in that case, you went somewhere because he went somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'll go a little deeper. I'll do, I'll share my story. So I started dating. I had my first girlfriend in the fourth grade. I, I'm not. Oh, so you're like me. <laughs> Yeah, so I, it was this girl's name, Carla, and her mom was a teacher at school, and her mom taught economics, and I'm good with money. I, I'm pretty thrifty. But anyway, we dated, and my first word of go goes like this. We ended up going to two different middle schools. So we were rivals. At first, we were together, and then we were rivals. So that's where my first word of you go. I didn't know what to do. We didn't. We never broke up officially. She's still technically my girlfriend. <laughs> Don't get me, Stacy. Oh, Stacy. <laughs> or anybody trouble. else. <laughs> so she just went her way. And I seen her later when I was in sixth or seventh grade, but I had a persona then. I was somebody more than what I was back then. As I say, I was a minor character then, and then I became a mid-major. So like Boise State. And um, anyway, I just, um, I had forgot about her. And she told me that I broke her heart. And I was like, whatever. We were at the skating rink, and I was... You know, I was cool. I had just got my new pair of Reeboks then. I have <laughs> that's where it started. And I just was, <laughs> yeah. So basically, there we I go, friends. That's his off. first love is Reeboks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so definitely, like my first where do you go? I didn't know what to do after that. Like no one taught me that once to go somewhere, do you break up or do you not? And then later on, I, after that, I met a girl named Ashley. And me and Ashley dated, and I'm gonna give a little spiel on this one. Um, we dated six, 
when I was in fifth grade, so we dated sixth, seventh, eighth. I've always been a long time person. If we're gonna fall in love or date, I'm gonna date you through anything. So I, I already said had that game plan. I wasn't a player. So I dated her until she went to high school. Mm-hmm. And when she went to high school, she broke up with me because I wasn't the high school. I was in middle school. I was in I was a grade underneath her. So she broke up with me. And that's where all this where do you go started for me. So I'm giving away my my insides here, guys. So 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 bear with me. Me and her dated and did everything. I mean, I my first paycheck, my little soccer referee paycheck, I took her out to the all night movie. We uh, and our parents, I don't know, we things were different when, when we were younger. We went to the all night movie and the all night skate, and I had so many memories of her. It was almost like the relationships I have now, I had back then that early. Because, you know, I don't know how the free love or whatever it was when we were teenagers or even middle schoolers, they just allowed us to do whatever, basically. So the, my eighth grade year, I didn't date anybody. I, I I didn't know where to go. No one taught me how to fix myself after all that time because I had basically been in a middle school marriage, <laughs> which sounds crazy. <laughs> So my question, a little Casanova. I'd say so to a degree, but I just like I didn't know what to do, so I sat in it and I just got better at at the sports I was playing. I just didn't have a girlfriend. I just until middle of ninth grade year, and even that went flat because I still didn't know where to go. It wasn't until my eleventh grade year of high school that I got things correct. I mean, I wasn't a womanizer or nothing, but. I dated and then just fell flat. So my question to you, Michelle, what happened in high school with you? Where was your where where do you go moment? In high school? You mean like what kind of, do I have a relationship with somebody that was another breakup that I had to deal with? Yes. Are you asking? Well, there's, I dated guys off and on through high school. But there's another one where I think both me and this other guy had a crush on each other. Um, we would, he's just kind of a flirty kind of guy. He's quite Casanova. So I never knew if he would actually liked me or if that was just his personality, but he would like holding hands with his girlfriend and would like try to like clothesline me with their hands and stuff and kind of flirt. And I was like, you know, I couldn't figure it out. I thought, okay, we're just friends because he's got a girlfriend. And later on, he's about to graduate and uh, he asked me out, come to find out. And he's like this guy that I never thought, you know, I was kind of like in the middle. I wasn't popular, but I wasn't not popular. And he was, you know, he had the letterman jacket, the whole thing. Right. So I, I didn't think that he liked me. Come to find out he did. And I, I asked him, I was like, why, why didn't you ever ask me out? And he said he was because he was shy with me which was was weird so we go out we finally get to go out I'm like oh you know and then he of course is going off to college right so you know we haven't really said we're boyfriend or girlfriend but we had dates and things and then he comes back for the holidays and comes and stops by and we're all you know He's going to go out with his friends and then come back for me. We're going to go out on a date. So I said, okay, you know, we'll meet up later. So I was bored sitting down, you know, by myself on a Friday or Saturday night. I decided to go to this dance 
right? Mm-hmm. And come to find out he's there with another girl. Oh, yeah. And I confronted him. <laughs> I said, what, you know, what's going on? And you're just a mark one up for old, insert his name there. You know, am I just that to him? And, and it was, it was a scene and, uh, yeah, it was not, a, it was not a good scene. And so we were very uncomfortable with each other from then on, you know, we had mutual friends. So occasionally we'd see each other and the friends would play tricks on us. Like, well, his friends would play tricks on him, like slide the, the bolt on the door and lock while he's not looking so that when they finally leaving and he's nervous, he's wanting to leave, he pulls it and like rips the door off. You know, they're playing tricks on us, which, you know, made me laugh, you know, that he, <laughs> they were doing these things. Um, he was uh, uh, going to be a cop and, and his partner pulled up behind me and my friend that were parked. And, you know, we heard about a truck that this description that was doing this. He was, he was laughing the whole time. He was just trying to make this guy uncomfortable. So these guys, <laughs> these guys were making me laugh. So they were, I guess it made me feel better. Um, so where do you go? I guess humor in that to sum up that is that these guys were making me laugh by making him uncomfortable. <laughs> I like that one. And I think later on, um, in my twenties, college, different stuff like that. Um, I met the mother of my son, and she's a where do you go? Because we're obviously not together, and you, no one hears much about her. Mm-hmm. Um, me and her met. We had a good time, and um, obviously we had a kid, <laughs> and uh, it was weird. We just grew so apart after our son was four years old. She. Mm-hmm. She was a totally different person. I was totally a different person. And um, not to spill too much tea, but things happened and she met somebody and she went about her business. Well, this was the first time that I was single. And I'm telling this, and this is from my perspective. You don't realize when you're in a relationship with someone, how much of a commodity you become. And this was something I, I even, even up until about three years ago, I really never paid attention to. People like when people are in relationships because it makes that person look like, Hey, this is someone that I can tenure with. I can spend time with whatever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that over the years, and I have a very bad toxic trait that I will share on here that I've gotten rid of. That's why I said, said uh, certain things. Boundaries is something I've had to set a lot of. Um, I used to plant seeds and I never knew it. A kind gesture to any person. Um, just even me and you talking right now and, I say something in a flirtatious manner and don't even think about it. And I'm not saying it will settle with you, but with some people that will stay in their mind and they'll hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can even be the case with Stacy. I'll, I'll admit that I said something slick to her one time, not anything bad that would break up my house or anything, but it stayed with her. And here we are today. Um, so anyway, me and the baby's mama, well, I'll call her by her name, Cassie, Cassie and I drifted apart. And then I was single again. And I didn't know what to do because I was in internet dating. It was a different setting for me. And I was hurt because I was ready to settle down for the rest of my life. Yeah. I had thought I had chose the right person. I didn't marry her, but living out of wedlock. Yeah. 
so we had the child and I thought everything was straight and it didn't work out. So that's where this, where do you go really goes for me? Like, I didn't know where to go. So I throw in this R&B song called, where do you go? My baby face. It's a great song. Hopefully you get to listen to it one day. And I didn't know how to fix things. So I jumped on the internet and this is my sad internet story about online dating. Uh-oh. I didn't know what a hot commodity was. And it's not about the attraction of me or, or what I look like or any of that. But as soon as I put my profile on the dating site, I worked as a certified nursing assistant at this uh, for a few years. And I, um, you know, obviously that's a female dominated job. So I met a lot of people and I was always nice to people. If you needed to ride somewhere, I'd give you a ride. I'm the type of person that I try to make everybody feel safe with me. I don't want you to think that I'm going to do anything to disrupt friendship or what we have going on right now so anyway long story short i'm on this dating site and i don't know if it was me me or one of the other ones but as soon as i hit i'm talking about it was 11 o'clock by 11 05 boom 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 boom, just like it happens wow. for you when you're online dating but these were women i knew oh. so that so that was my where to go so i started dating and this was my toxic dating trait uh or toxic yeah it was my toxic dating trip i dated people that were convenient to me like that i knew knew a little bit about me i didn't want to go out here and have to razzle and dazzle somebody no who who wants to do that mm-hmm. so i started dating them so that was my where to go there and then i hear you i, I can hear you. you when she got older some i think i told you before i'm just one of my toxic things is I was raised to be old school. My parents were old school, taught me girls don't chase boys, right? So that was in the back of my head. Well, I'm a little bit, I think, older than you. So I come from right when that changed, or maybe not, maybe it's already changed and I didn't know about it, but I didn't chase boys. I mean, I, I would kind of flirt with them like you did, but I never asked them out. And then so the only ones I ever dated were ones that came to me and asked me out. So that kind of limited who I went out with, you know, so whoever's brave. Well, sometimes the people that are the bravest that will ask somebody out are the best people. So yeah, that causes a lot of problems for me. Um, I noticed that a lot of girls were getting the guys that I liked, but I didn't know why. And that's one thing I learned is that they were they didn't worry about it they were shameless they would ask them out they would chase them you know and my parents would shame me for being a boy chaser so I had that going on so yeah I you know some people deal with breakups by going into another relationship well when you're waiting for somebody else to ask you out that does you know (laughs) that doesn't happen (laughs) you know and on dating sites the same thing I'll shop I'll do like the wind shopping where I'll look at their pictures but I won't like message them first. So <laughs> I'm trying to overcome it because I know it seems like it's switched. It's, you know, maybe my parents' days, it was the guy that was, took the lead. And it seems like more, like you just said, it seems like girls take the lead more. And maybe that's something I need to work on. Yeah. Okay, I got you on that. So you're where to go <laughs> having well, later on in life. <laughs> yeah but, but so so i get it so you're where to go later happened that you didn't know where to go because you weren't in the new school of thought yeah basically and, and on that just let's go over to a side note i don't know what happened but i want to say like so i can put a cap on it it was like 1992 to 94 
something changed in that time frame. And women took over the role because I had to, I mean, I'm old school. I was the dude that wrote letters and folded them up a certain way and sent it to you. I was lover boy. I wrote old poems about you. And then by the time I was in high school, which I would have been in high school in 2000, I didn't have to, lover boy was not what anybody wanted. They just mm-hmm. wanted this, this tougher exterior, like this dude that's just like, oh, you're going to ask me out, so we'll go out. But you're paying for it or something crazy like that. And mm-hmm. you like, we're in a generation, I'm from a generation where it doesn't matter who pays for whatever, but I'm going to ask you out and I work the formalities out and we have a great date. That's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I will say to you that I do agree everything's weird now like with that yeah. so so then the next part of my where do you go it's the sad part of my story that we all know about but uh from that situation or with uh, the passing of michelle or whatever my where do you go there got rough because even though i had stacy with me and i had all this great stuff going on i'm still stuck on michelle mm-hmm. over you know because it's been since 2019 till now. So it's been almost two, three, almost three years. So in that time, the first year, it was amazing because the things that I had planned out with Michelle, Stacy did them with me. So, and she loved me and she just kept encouraging me. She never overstepped her bounds or asked any questions or, or did anything to rock my psyche. She didn't do anything to mess it up. She just was in a role that would have been the hardest role in my life. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't, and I'm not saying that she took Michelle's place and did those things, but I couldn't be a supporting role in something that somebody was doing with someone else. So that was, that's been my hardest where to go. Cause when all that stuff happened, I was just like, where do, what, what am I supposed to do after this? Like, where do I live life? And that's what brought me back to why I wanted to do this episode. We were not taught what to do when you have heartbreak. They say, go talk to a friend. They say, go get counseling. That's what they say. But you go to a clinician, you go to a therapist, and a therapist doesn't, I've never heard a therapist fully tell you how to get over heartbreak. They give you aesthetics, different things that can mold you a certain way, but I don't have anyone telling me that, hey, you. they, they give you this. Hey, you had a breakup. Take some time for yourself. Build yourself okay. up. Well, what am, what am I building up and how do I take time for myself? Like, what kind of clay am I molding? What kind of play do I need to use to build myself up so that I can be that person I was before the breakup, before their initial relationship? And that's what stumped me. Yeah. Well, that's, it depends on how your relationship ends. Like in your case, that's really hard. Whereas if you had somebody that's still there and hurt you, I, you know, you could get anger and then you can, you could try to improve yourself and, and show them. But when somebody dies and you still have those feelings, that's something that nobody knows how to, you know, where to go right. from there. Right. Yeah. It, it, and even now I'm still stuck on that. I mean, I'm moving on in life, but still I'm like, to anybody that's ever happened to just lose someone that you love like that. And, and I'm talking purely a relationship. I'm not talking about a mother, father. Like, where do you go from that? Then even inside of a breakup to tie it all together, when I initially had my first breakup, which wasn't with Carla, it was with Ashley, I was in a position where I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was just kind of like, man, I was on top of the world. I had the greatest girlfriend ever, and now she's dating some dude on the track team. That's a bum. 
And no offense to that guy, but later on he became a bum. So I didn't say so I kind of won that <laughs> war in my life. So I was just like, okay. And I don't mean a bum in a bad way. Yeah. So so that's there's me being toxic. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. But yeah, so that one was fine. And she went on and did whatever she did in life. So in finishing this episode out, Michelle, I want to ask you this. And this is one of those personal things. This could be a 2020 question if I had to spun it that way. Um, even though we don't know where to go today, right? Because mm-hmm. I still don't know where to go. You don't know where to go. We're just trying to figure things out. Um, what has been like the the most helpful thing like in today's age with you, like like the Michelle that's here right now? Mm-hmm. What has been the, like saving grace like that gives you the momentum to keep going and chasing love? You know, that's a good question. It might not be one that your listeners will like, but I've stopped chasing love right now. I decided to take a break. Um, Cause this, like, like I said earlier in the show, I've, I've kind of liked boys from an early age and I don't know, kind of like that eat, pray, love Liz, or Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert, where she's just always went from one to the other and always had boys in her life, I, I was similar. And I decided in my comeback for, for other reasons that I'm going to take a break from love and I'm going to work on myself. And, you know, not, not forever, probably, <laughs> hopefully. But if I improve my self in all these different ways, you know, like atomic habits where I... I get fit, um, I get happy, I get healthy, I get my house in order, you know, I get the good car, the stable job. Not only will it bring me peace and love and happiness for myself, kind of a self-love that, which is really the love that most people really need when they're looking for a relationship. Not only will it bring me that, but if after all that, if, if I want to add somebody as an, you know, to it, and share this life I've built, then I will be a better person. And, and, you know, me, I'm a big law of attraction thing person. So I believe that not only will I be happy with myself, but being a better person might attract a better person. And therefore maybe I'll have less heartbreak and, you know, all these things, like my brother told me, you know, you keep having these relationships that end, maybe you need to throw away your roadmap. Maybe it's a really bad roadmap. And if you don't realize what your roadmap, what's on your roadmap, you maybe you need to take a break, take a step back and do some research, look at yourself and uh, create a new roadmap, you know, go from there. And, and I can wholeheartedly agree with that. I like, like that was the Gymnast episode. Whenever the audio group comes out, I'm going to have to get that and uh, put it all together. Now, Michelle, please let everybody know where they can meet and greet you on the internet and tell them just a little bit more about that podcast so that we can give them a great shameless plug. Yeah, uh, it's my comeback podcast and I'm on all major platforms. Um, I'm hosting the Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, that kind of thing. I also have Instagram, my underscore come underscore back underscore podcast i know that's long but somebody else took my name before me but yeah um i have a link tree there that takes you to all my my twitter my my youtube from an old past life 
they can find me there. <laughs> All right, audience. And once again, you know, always with me, you can find us at www.wbuncommonplace.com. You can do that to get to Instagram. If you go over to the website, though, you can find little neat things. We have the t-shirts. So remember, limited runs are what we like to do. Different t-shirt, different uh, style, hoodies, everything you need. Uh, you can definitely check me out. Uh, also, in the other ventures that I'm part of, I do have a cult classic film event that we do called Sometimes Cinema. And it's one of the, the more intimate things, because I always talk about intimacy. I don't know. I had intimacy issues as a kid. But uh, Sometimes Cinema is the thing where we take a movie, we watch it, we talk about it. We get to be humans again. We've lost too much of this. Uh, I want to stay inside all day and not talk to each other and not conversate about things. So that's one thing that, that that's going on there. And also everyone knows that the branded episodes, we are, we are going to start doing live shows on Twitch. So I definitely want people to tune in to that. Hopefully we can get Michelle on one of the live shows because those are going to be crazy. Once again, this is JR for a month. Uh, what, what? I'm looking forward to it. Okay, definitely. Um, this is JR from West Virginia Commonplace. I'm signing off.